0: A perception veil, tales of the unexplained, the unknown, and the unlikely, a church, a place for quiet meditation and comfort for many, for others, a communal space to hear a good sermon liberally doused with canonical interpretations of biblical scripture. Well, a quiet country church is the setting for today's story. But what happened inside this church was anything but quiet or comforting. It was a journey past the perception veil into Hell Church. It was the fall of 1999 my wife Shannon and I and another couple, Marty and Wanda, took off on a weekend road trip one Friday in mid October. Shannon's birthday is the 29th, and this was about uh, two weeks before that, so around the 15th this must have been. We had rented a little two bedroom, two bath cabin in southern Kentucky, and we were driving there from our home in North Carolina. It was going to be a fun weekend. We had plans to go hiking and exploring on Saturday, find a couple of great places to eat, drink some beers, and just relax. We loaded up in our Ford Expedition, and we took off. We headed into the mountains of North Carolina, and then made our way to Highway 19E and went through Roan Mountain, Tennessee. It's a beautiful part of the country. The view was wonderful. The leaves were all changing colors, you know, brilliant red, bright gold, orange... I love the drive to the mountains in the fall. Shannon had packed a picnic lunch for us, and with it being around lunchtime and feeling that you know, stretching our legs would be good for us all, we looked for a place to stop. Well, we saw this old church off to our left and decided that looked like a nice spot to enjoy our lunch. We saw a picnic table once we pulled into the little parking lot. The church looked like it had been built in the late 1800s or maybe early 1900s with a white lapboard siding. We looked around for any signs, like no trespassing or keep out, but we didn't see any. My wife is a florist and an avid gardener, so she started pointing out the different flowers around the place, like pink chrysanthemums by the steps of the old porch by the church, with purple Russian sage knitted in for a beautiful mix. Off to the left in the field, there were beautiful oak trees with a mix of autumn colors, And there was an old brick wall that looked to have led to another building at some point. Behind the church was a well-maintained graveyard with the headstones looking old. Like, really old. And right in the middle of the graveyard was a beautiful Cleveland pear tree. Its beautiful red color signifying the coming of winter. It was a gorgeous setting for a picnic. Perfect weather, great friends, so, you know, we enjoyed it. After our lunch we all thought this was a pretty interesting looking church. We hadn't seen more than a car or two drive past in the half hour we'd been there and we didn't see anybody around the church so we thought "Well, let's take a look around. We're not in any great hurry. Wanda and Marty were taking off toward the graveyard to see what would be the oldest stone they could find. Shannon and I headed up on the porch of the church We stepped lightly on the old and weathered wood. Those boards looked like they should have been replaced decades ago. But they held our weight, and we went up to the door. I tried the door. I pushed on it. I pulled on it. I pushed and pulled again. It was locked. No going in. Oh, well, that figured. The people who did the minimal upkeep on this place must not want strangers wandering through it. That was understandable. So I wandered over to the other end of the creaky porch to see if Wanda and Marty had found anything interesting. Behind me, I heard a click and the door that I was just tugging on and found to be unmovable swung open. Shannon and I looked at one another with perplexed looks. It was a little odd, but we didn't want to pass up an opportunity to take a look inside. We yelled for the others so they would know where we were in case something happened. They wandered off into the graveyard deeper to look at the old headstones. Wiping away a few cobwebs, we took a few steps inside the church. It was dusty enough to induce a few coughs. The pews were old, looked much older than the 1900s, maybe, I don't know, again, late 1800s. Whitewashed and high in the back and deep seats. And at the end of each pew, there was a cross burned into the wood. Well, that is all except for one. The one pew up front had a Celtic cross, and it had a, I don't know, I guess a vine wrapped around it? Gothic-looking. I wondered what was different about this pew. I walked around it, and I just thought, oh, man, this is awesome. The sun was streaming through the windows and illuminating this beautiful old place. At the altar, there in Latin, was the phrase, "Hoc meum commemoration mem, which, using my old high school Latin knowledge, translates into, This do in remembrance of me. Now, I've seen that on altars since I was small, but I don't ever remember seeing it in Latin before. Yeah, books, yeah, but not the altar. It aged the place for me a good bit. I continued on up behind the pulpit, and on the lectern there was a Bible, an old and black leather and tattered Bible. I had to blow the dust off of it to really get a good look at it, and when I opened it, I noticed it was not printed in English. Again, it was Latin. I did notice Yeshua, I know that's Jesus, and I saw written in Latin Inferno Ardebis, which I knew translated into In Hell. You will burn. Oh, what had we stumbled into here? I decided to turn a page, and there was this huge color picture of a creature that could only be taken as the devil. And in big capital Latin letters, there was a toilet animum tuum. Now, again, even with my rudimentary high school Latin, I recognized that as he will take. Your soul. All right, time to get out of here. Shannon had not been waiting for me to say that. She was already out the door. I walked around to the front of the pulpit to take a final look before leaving, and then all of a sudden my vision turned black. I swiveled my head, and all around me was blackness. I couldn't see a thing. I could feel the wind blowing. And then, softly, but getting louder, I could start to hear something. I could hear someone preaching, getting louder and louder, yelling now. Hellfire and brimstone preaching. I knew this preaching well. I had grown up with it. From the pulpit, I heard, REPENT! And then my vision started to come back, and I saw them. Behind the preacher was a tall, very slender man. He had on one of those old black suits with a starch white shirt and a black tie. On his head was a black hat that had a broad, round rim with a string to tie it on, like, I don't know, like an old hat the Quakers wore, maybe? The preacher was to my left, and he was speaking English. He too was very pale and tall and slender. He also had on black pants and a white shirt, but he had on a black vest, and hanging outside his vest was that Celtic-looking cross I had seen on the end of that first pew. And This preacher was loud, his hands were balled into fists and up in the air as he shouted REPENT over and over. I slowly rotated and looked around, and there were so many people there. The men sat on one side, and the women on the other side of the church. The women were all in black, and they had on black bonnets. I'd seen my great grandmother in pictures, and she had been wearing one of those, but not black and not stick stiff like these were. And there, At the altar on the women's side, I saw a group of men holding down a woman, and those men were yelling, Repent, repent, repent of your transgression, you witch! One man shouted as the rest held her down. The woman was wailing and meekly saying, help me. You have sinned against the Lord thy God, and you must repent of your sins to be taken into the kingdom of the Lord. I took a step towards the woman's side, and, and wondered why nobody was helping her. Nobody seemed to acknowledge me or seemed to know I was even there. They, I don't know, looked through me and, and they were lightly rocking, chanting something that I could not quite make out. Was that Latin? German, maybe? No, 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 no. No, they, they were speaking in tongues. Oh, my. I've seen it, heard it, uh, one or two times in my life. It was an amazing thing to see and hear, but not in this place, not now. Their eyes, they were fixed and black almost. I wish I could tell you what they were saying, but I just did not understand it. That's supposed to be a communication between the speaker and the Lord. Here, there's a whole section, front and back, of women speaking and saying the same thing in unison. And this man was still preaching hellfire and brimstone. Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, brothers and sisters. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and then repent and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove the candlestick out of his place. except thou, repent. He was yelling and spittle hung from his mouth. His eyes were red, and he repeated it over and over again. The girl, once again, said, help me. I had to do something. Even if this could only be some kind of vivid daydream, I had to do something. Stop it! Stop it! I said, leaning into the group of men. Leave her alone! I was screaming at them. But my hands, they... They just passed right through their shoulders. Help me. Please help me, sir. Wait. Was she talking to me? She she could see me? Where am I? I happened to notice that the church was now clean. It wasn't musty smelling. No dust. No cobwebs. What had happened to the old, dusty, cough-inducing sanctuary? Sir, I beg you to help me. Please remove them. Can you see me? Trying to make my way around them to see her face. Do not touch her. I command you, Satan's minion, in the name of the Lord thy God. He was not looking through me this time. He was looking directly at me. Can you see me now? Moving toward him with small, easy steps. Yes, I see you. You... Are Satan's messenger, be gone from the Lord's house! Oh man, spit was flying in my face now. I could feel the mist as he yelled and raised his hands. I felt a cold wind rushing through me, and I saw his hands coming down toward me, and the room was filled with light again. I couldn't breathe, I couldn't see, I could barely stand now on my wobbly legs. Hey, 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 are you okay? okay, It was Marty's voice, but it it sounded as if he was off in a tunnel somewhere. Hey, 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 can you hear me? me. That was Wanda now. She too sounded far off and panicked. I felt my body moving as they shuffled me to the pew, the first pew. I felt cold water on my face, and I saw them slowly coming back into focus. I looked him in the face, and with everything that I could muster, uh, I said, We need to get out of this place. Marty had a wet towel, and he was wetting my face. Uh, just uh, don't let the door close. We have to get out of here. I stood up and steadied myself, telling Wanda that we needed to go and go right now. We all stepped out on the porch and I could feel the wind again on my face and feel the warmth of the sun. I took a deep breath and I started to feel better. Hey, what are you people doing in there? We looked up and we saw an old man with a black walking stick coming towards us. Uh, I said, uh, what are you doing in there? Running his tongue along his noticeably rotten teeth. He was dressed in black pants. With a white shirt with a black vest and there around his neck yeah you guessed it i saw the same celtic cross that had been on the pew i'm sorry sir we just we thought it was a lovely church and our curiosity got the better of us so we went in to take a look at it we didn't see any no trespassing signs we didn't think it would be a problem We'll be on our way now. We are incredibly sorry and hope you find it in your heart to excuse us. We moved together and tried to step off the porch. Them doors been locked. How'd you ones get inside? Oh, the door was not locked, sir. I, it was open, so we went in. And then this little old man smiled. And he told us that he was the caretaker of the church and had been for a very long time. He kept the yard mowed, the cemetery cleaned, and the flowers and weeds cut back so they didn't take over. I asked him about the church and when it had been in use, and he turned and said, Ah, those are old tales. Best if not told. You get on your way and don't come here anymore. This here building ain't safe. That wood is rotten, and it'll fall plumb through with you. We all were standing on the ground now, looking around at each other, wondering what was going on. It sounded like, I don't know, he was hiding something. So I blurted out, Sir, I swear, while we were inside that church, I saw a figure. His head whipped around faster than I would have thought possible for him, and he looked me dead in the eyes. Well, it seemed... Like more down into my soul. This here meeting house was led by the prophet Robert Sterling back in 1894 to 1904. Uh, they were snake handlers. I think they call them uh, holiness these days. They's handled snakes and such. Uh, they were as a strict bunch as the history tells. Believed they could tell who was a sinner, a witch, and such. <laughs> I've heard tell if and they thought yous was a witch, they would hold you down and place snakes on you. If them there snakes didn't bite you, uh, then it was the grace of God and you lived. If and them snakes did bite you and you repented, God would let you live. If you didn't repent, well, you'd die. None of us moved. In fact, we were all kind of shaking now at that story. He finally broke his stare into my soul and turned, spit some tobacco and said, Or oh, that's the way the story was told to me. What happened to the church? Why Why did it close? Tale has it that they had a witch in there one fall night. September 12th, Alt 4. She went wild, and was directing the snakes to bite everybody in the dang place. Story goes that on September 13th, they was all found dead. All that is but the witch. He again turned to look at me. Chills went down my spine. I felt glued to the ground that I was standing on. Let's go! Marty shouted from the driver's side window. We turned to go toward the car and... I heard the old man speak again. Rumor has it, she got away. And went on in them there hills, had herself a family, lived to be over a hundred year old. But, you know, that's just tales passed on in the hills here. I felt myself being pushed toward the car. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time, I said, getting into the car and not taking my eyes off him. We drove off with one final wave, heading in the direction of Kentucky. It was weeks before I was able to shake that feeling that I had that day inside that church. To this day, more than 20 years later, none of us will talk about what happened that day. We don't want to relive it or remember it. Just the thought of what happened that day still sends shivers through my whole body. So now a question for you. If you happen to be passing by an old white church looking for a picnic spot, are you going to stop and check inside? Or keep on driving for a safer spot on this side of the Perception veil?